Right. Okay. So, uh, hello there, uh, Jen. Welcome to our podcast, uh, Relevant Software. Uh, we would uh, we're really happy just to see you today and finally get to speak to you and speak about all of uh, everything that you're doing and spend and um, the things that you are providing to the fintech industry. Um, so, before we start, Jen, if you could let me know a little bit about yourself, a little bit about um, your company as well, but mainly let's start with yourself. Who is Jen? <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. So first of all, my name is Jens Glasso. Uh, I am now a 50-year-old guy, um, entrepreneur. I've been, uh, been uh, starting quite a few businesses, uh, financial background, been in the financial industry pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, started off as a stockbroker and then I moved over as a uh, managing director for a financial advisory company and then I moved in and started a peer-to-peer lending company which became one of the biggest globally within its sector and then uh, a few years later I started uh, spent in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2015 yes so um, obviously been going for quite a few years now tell us a little bit about spend technologies and how your services influence the industry the market. Well spend is a tool for the people living in the poor areas, meaning that what we see today or what I saw was that the fact is that half of the population on this planet in adult age is without a bank account. Mm -hmm. So nearly 2 billion people on this planet is without a bank account. And I was thinking that by creating a tool where we actually could solve that problem and at the same time also solve the core problem, which is on the other side, which is the banks. Because the fact today is that the bank doesn't want to have these people as customers. So actually by coming up with this tool, we could also solve the problem with the bank, which which is the cost of opening and maintaining a bank account. So by creating this tool and allowing these people to get a bank account, now suddenly they can be part of the system. Suddenly we can put unproductive capital into becoming productive and also mm-hmm. valuable for the bank. So this is what we, what we have done. So mm-hmm. today we are um, at a stage where we are in six countries. We have more than a million people using it or we have given bank accounts to this kind of crowd. And we are also a stock listed company on NASDAQ right now. So we, nice. we did an IPO last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, so obviously being founded in 2015, quite a lot has happened uh, to, to, since 2015. Um, your mission, as you said, is kind of like to, to unite and give everyone the equal opportunities of financial opportunities uh, using innovative um, technology. Obviously, it doesn't come without its challenges. What have been the challenges uh, on the way since its foundation? <laughs> there has been a lot of challenges. Uh, and there always is when, when you found companies like this, and especially what we are doing. Uh, you know, we were going into solving what I see as a really, really big problem. Uh, if everyone could be part of the financial system only in Africa, uh, you could put capital into asset being productive and mm-hmm. could increase the complete revenue with $380 billion. 
Um, the challenges has been many, uh, has been finding the right partners, uh, getting through, you know, across the hurdle or across the line of launching products. It has been um, also, you know, getting the adoption, understanding the market and understanding what is needed there. Um, mm-hmm. I think we had a very good starting point. I said, when we launched the product, uh, my idea was, okay, so by utilizing the technology of blockchain, we could actually solve one of the biggest issues within financial inclusion. Obviously, coming from a space where we were in 10 European cr- uh, countries, um, we knew the regulatory space very well. It would be very easy for us to jump in and do it here. But at the same time, the problem is really in these markets. And that's why I wanted to, to deep dive into that. Mm-hmm. So um, we decided to, to do that. Um, as you might are aware of, in 2008, there came a system which is a brilliant tool for the people, which is called M-Pesa, which is a mobile payment solution. Uh, has done a lot of good things for a lot of people. And it's, as I said, it's a fantastic tool, but at the same time, it came in a time where it was needed to do cost on transactions. Mm. And I was thinking that why should we in 2015 and even today in 2022, why is it necessary to actually pay fee on transactions? What if I can bring this tool to the bank where the bank actually can make money based on the capital being productive and at the same time they can pay us and by such, we can offer a tool completely cost-free to the end user. So this is what we do. And, and, and when we do this, suddenly the other uh, mobile player will then have a competitive disadvantage because suddenly there is quite a high cost. And as we know, um, the people living in the poorest countries in the world today is the one paying the highest fees of financial transactions. And to me, it doesn't doesn't you know, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know for yourself, but if you use Revolut or any of this Venmo in US, et cetera, et cetera, there is no cost on transactions. Why should it be cost on transactions for, for the people living here? But also very important that you said, it is a product to unite everyone. It's not only for the on-bank, it is for everyone. So it's a service where we can come in and where we can offer you a tool where you can send and receive money completely cost-free, mm-hmm. where you can pay your bills, where you can buy airtime, where you can put your money into a savings account and actually get interest, something that's never been possible before. Uh, you can pay bills. You can, uh, as I said, oh, sorry. And you can, uh, we have a business solution. We have an e-commerce solution. And we also do have a loan product. Now, not only have we helped the people to take the first step out of the cash society, but we're also helping the people to actually take the first step towards the middle class in terms of if you take a loan and using these credit facilitations and you pay on time, you're building your own score and suddenly you're in position to come into being capable of taking a bigger loan, buying an apartment, whatever, whatever you need to do. But today they can't because they don't have a credit score. They don't have any history. They don't have a bank account. I mean, if you use mobile pay, there is no history in it. Uh, if you go to the bank, they say, okay, show me, show me your, you know, your data and you don't have it and you're still being kept outside. So these are the things that we had to solve. We had to solve the ecosystem. We had to solve the distribution. So, so, so that is the main. Big challenges. 
Yeah, big challenges. And I guess these challenges haven't gone away, uh, get easier, I guess, the more time you work on them. But have recently, um, have you, do you feel like you've had that kind of aha moment where you're starting to really, really achieve what you wanted, wanted to achieve back in 2015? It has been many, many small steps in the right direction. I can mention a few. I can mention when we have won the, um, uh, we won many different prizes. Uh, last year, we won the Lighthouse program with MasterCard. Uh, we won other competitions. We were a part of, I can't recall the name right now, um, but, but also uh, the Inclusive 50, FinTech 50, Inclusive mm -hmm. FinTech 50. Um, really showing that we are on the right path. And, but not only that, for me, when I'm in the markets, being there and seeing that the tool actually works, when I can go and take my taxi and pay with spend, when I can go to the store and, and, and pay for my goods with spend, when today in Zambia, I can go to the gas station and pay with spend, um, you know, all these, these small steps has come through very, very hard work. Uh, mm -hmm. Today, we are 228 people. We started off with me and another fellow back in 2015. So we definitely have grown and there is so many, you know, marks that I could mention, uh, but obviously it has all been done or it all boils down to solving the hurdles and adapting into um, the different elements uh, that we see was a challenge and, and solving them. Mm -hmm. Adapting which we have completely. Done. Mm -hmm. yeah. I guess it's, it's been necessary over the past few years, especially with COVID, um, with all the different challenges that have come about and yeah. uh, everyone worrying about what is going to happen, where the market is moving to. But it's those small steps which really create something big and really sounds like you've kind of revolutionized um, the way it's been being made, basically, the way people bank, the way people live, actually, um, by the end of it. So, yeah, let me give you an example there. I mean, mm -hmm. when, when we started, uh, my idea was, okay, I, I, I explained to you the problem. People is being left outside the financial system simply because they don't have enough money. Mm -hmm. The bank doesn't find them interesting because they don't have enough money. So all the capital, if, if they have $20 in hand and you have millions of people, that becomes a lot of money. That capital is unproductive when you are in a market where only 20% has a bank account. Where, for example, do the bank borrow the money from? They can't get it from you because you don't have a bank account. So they need to go elsewhere and get their capital more expensive. Now we come in and we can facilitate all these users on behalf of the people for the bank. Now suddenly the flow of capital comes into the bank and I make an agreement with the bank and saying, hey, I can give you that capital much cheaper then how you can access it today. Is that interesting for you? And the bank say, yeah, hell yeah. We want to do that because then we make more money. So indirectly, it's my people that's endorsing the bank where the bank pays us back, which again, gives them a free access to a tool where they can send and receive money completely cost-free. Mm -hmm. Then the next biggest hurdle is distribution cash in cash out that's where you build the trust now when we launched this was the idea but we saw that that is not enough that's why we have to add on all the other services you know there is no such thing as 
a credit. You, 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 everything is prepaid. Uh, electricity, airtime data, everything is prepaid, meaning that we have to offer a service where we can actually prepay for all these uh, services. Now, and also, of course, other um, bill services. So this is how it started. And it has been a learning by doing, of course. But of course. I think mm -hmm. we are now at a place where we have an ecosystem which really completes the circle with mm -hmm. the latest launch that we did also with, uh, with, the, um, with the loan product. Mm -hmm. So this is a unique product where everyone can take a credit. Of course, you need to be approved. We sit on all the data. If you use spend, we have your history. We know when you get your salary. We know where the money goes. So we are capable of giving this now so you can apply for a loan and you get it paid out in three seconds. Mm -hmm. I came from the loan industry. I never seen this, being able to do this or move money this fast. So because again, since we're using the, the blockchain technology and the whole chain here is digital, it's kind of an no-brainer for us. So now we can pay out loan, but not only that, everyone who applies for a loan can borrow money for free for two weeks. Now, if you ask any person living in these markets and saying, hey, who would borrow you money for free? And they would say, no one, not even my grandmother would borrow money for free to me. Now, this is where we come in and where I see an opportunity again, because... When I, when I explained this to the bank, the bank thought I was completely crazy. They said, borrowing, you know, lending out money cost free. I said, yeah, what is the risk on the capital being paid back? It's zero, right? Mm -hmm. There's no risk on capital being paid back. So you still have the risk on, on the remaining, which you would have had anyway. Now, what you're solving is what I just said, distribution of cash. Now, if you don't crack that code, it's very, very difficult. And for example, let me give you an example. If you're a taxi driver or if you're doing a delivery service or, or whatever you're doing, uh, if you're an agent, which is key to distribution of cash in and cash out, what is it that you need in the, in the beginning of the day? You need a starting balance. As a taxi driver, you need to buy gas. When you don't have money, when it's you know, when this is the money you have and they're gone in the end of the day, how would you start your business day? Mm -hmm. This is where this tool comes in. And we launched this before Christmas, but that was only in a, in a smaller loop. Now we have done an official launch and we see that this is, this is working extremely good. So I'm very, very proud over this tool and see how this kind of tie up the whole circuit. Mm -hmm. Long answer to a short question, but as, no, as no. I said, very interesting. In, in, in the very beginning, um, sending and receiving money, even for free, was not enough. That, that was our learning. We had to add these extra services. And that's when we see the traction coming. So it's like and you mentioned adapting, isn't it? You have to adapt and you have to be ready to try these new things. Maybe the bank at the beginning thought, <laughs> this is crazy. This is a crazy idea. But look how it's actually contributed to, well, to the whole business. You know, there's something which they were scared to do yeah. is revolutionized what you do and people's lives. Yeah, it really is. And, and don't forget that we are also a regulated business. You know, we are under regulation and, and even the KYC and AML, meaning that I have to identify you. How do I do that? 
Now, we built in a model, which we got approved by the central bank. This is what we do in all the markets. And by such, the person doesn't have to go to the bank branch. After all, again, why do the bank has a high cost? I said, uh, for also the maintaining of the customer, meaning that if the customer goes into the branch, they need a lot of staff. When we launched this in Rwanda, the, that was the first market, we got 150,000 customers over the first couple, uh, two months. Uh-huh. They were, they were 40,000 customers when we started and they've been doing business for 50 years. <laughs> now we launched and 150,000 customers, that's quite a lot of, you know, saved effort because the time that the bank takes on onboarding the customer is approximately 30 minutes. So if you really think of those numbers, that means that I'll get save the bank for 300,000 working hours. And that is also money for them, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, it contributes to them as well. As you said, it's this circle, yeah, which really goes around. Yeah. And with it, without you, without them, it wouldn't really build what you all want to build. Yeah, it wouldn't really be able to revolutionize the market and change people's lives. It's about doing it all together, which, yeah, works because people need it. So with this in mind, obviously, uh, obviously from 2015, you said you started to shoot and one other person. Um, how did you kind of build the business in regards to um, building your building your staff? Is there um, did you build the first version of your like in house or did you outsource? How did you start to do it? Okay, so I have some experience establishing a few companies from before, so that is my benefit and and kind of helps me to know how I would like to structure up when I set up a business like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very clear in which direction we were going. I was very clear in what we needed. Uh, obviously, in this phase, you always tie up with people that really believes in what you're doing and that also is filling a gap. So for me, it was IT. I'm not a tech guy. I'm a visionary guy. I can see, I understand which direction to take. And I, I want to, you know, I, I know how the product should work. I'm not the guy putting it together. Um, we were working with regulation and, and the multiple banks, et cetera, because we are a tech provider to banks. Therefore, legal was important to us. And also, of course, on the operational side and support side. So this is where we started. So we were a small group of people. I think we were, like, very quickly, we were four people. And then we took in a, a few more uh, on design and we had more people of course we had more people on development side but, but that was under the CTO mm-hmm. um, the CTO I've been working with many years before he used to work as a consultant to me um, Barnd who was the legal guy his name is Barnd he uh, he um, I worked with for well now it's I don't know 12 15 years mm-hmm. uh, so we kind of knew each other um and uh, yeah we we kind of took it from there Mm -hmm. yeah so we kind of took it from there doing the normal startup thing getting on reduced salary in 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 exchange of shares had the whole ride starting raising capital you know delivering on on certain things that we could deliver on and actually took us nearly three years before we could launch it so Uh yeah yeah nearly three years it took because the, uh, the process we're getting into the bank took longer than we first expected. The good thing with that was that the product was even more robust when we launched it. So we kind of had that extra time to, to really, really 
build build a strong Very product, which so again has led yeah. to that we never had any problems with with the system. We have never had any break-in attempt or or failure or downtime or anything. Uh -huh. So we're really really proud of the system. Mm -hmm. Secure airtight, yeah, proper airtight. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, how did you? Obviously, you're saying about is uh, very finding your team is really important. You know, you said you're not a tech guy, so you've got to be able to trust other people. Um, how do you go about finding your team? How do you find the right people? Those people who have the same values. Is it important to have the same values, same passion as you? Resilience. What kind of things do you look for? How? Ownership. Uh -huh. ownership is extremely important and of course the empathy and the passion of what we're doing when i'm gonna hire people that's gonna work close to me it needs to be people that really want to do the same thing as we do uh when i you know uh, i said after all we are helping people to take the first step out of the cash society um, what that gives and how valuable that is to these people to actually be part and how you touch on their self-esteem and their dignity. These things, when I'm talking about this, I could, I could go forever. I can tell you about, we, we got a partnership with the United Nations. We were rolling out a project in, in Kakuma and I was there myself and being present there and, 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 and helping these women, because this was United Nations women, and helping them with actually taking the first step towards, you know, being financially included. And not only that, we had to take them through the, the financial education and how much that meant to them, how much it meant to them, not only to be able to communicate, but be able to communicate financially. Mm. Suddenly, suddenly they had a tool where they could you know, get help from the outside only because they had a tool like that. And they never had this, they never had this ability. Mm -hmm. And this is people living under extreme conditions, being raped and being, you know, they steal everything they have. But if they steal your phone, you can still go over to that agent or to your friend and borrow the phone and log into your account and get access mm -hmm. to your capital. So these things is very, very important. And when you have, when you have, uh, when I'm going to hire people, I really look for this. Obviously, I do understand when we are now 228 people, uh, you won't necessarily always find it in every and each and every one. That would, of course, be difficult. Neither do I hire everyone myself anymore. But in the beginning, this is really, really important for me. You need to share that passion. And I think we've been really lucky with that, especially if you look into the local uh, country managers that we have, and also a lot of people working in, in, in our organizations. And of course, also marketing is, is important here to really understand the mindset. So um, yeah, that, that is what I've been looking for. So it's the ownership, isn't it? As you said, so it's the ownership of being there, boots on the ground, showing the people, showing the people that work for you that how important it is to take part and actually believe in what you're doing as well. So yeah, the passion and ownership. Yeah, exactly. And obviously or ownership or passion. <laughs> in the tech industry now, obviously it's very, very difficult to find really amazing specialists because everyone is it's so big. Everyone, the pool is so difficult to find now because everyone is so needed. How do you go about finding those people that are passionate when, Obviously, now the ability to find it is less. 
do you offer more kind of compensation or is it just do they see spend do they see the company and think this is what I want to do how do you go about that how do you go about the hiring part what do you mean by less you mean like it's so, there's so many there's, exactly there's so many but so many uh, people are needed now so the competition is so much higher so one person that would want to go and work for spend may have 10 other offers at the same time what would you do to get that person is it now more than just compensation about a gym membership health how else do you tackle that situation well you know people always float a little bit around so they 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 kind of look for the next thing and and of course it's 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 hard to kind of lock them in but i think that we have a quite good appeal in what we're doing because a lot of people have been asking me okay so you're doing charity no absolutely not mm-hmm. we're super commercial in what we're doing but we are commercial with a good product now we are also a quite young company meaning that there is opportunities for them we do of course have a share option program we're pretty much structured in the same way as many of these american companies which again gives them an opportunity because there is always a balance of the empathy and the passion and what you want to do and putting bread and butter on your table right mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of a combo so i think that we've been very lucky uh, with the people that we found. I'm very proud of the people that I have in my group. I see that they really, you know, they are really engaged into what we're doing and that drives you a lot. Obviously, um, the terms needs to follow and we are not necessarily a company that's paying the highest, but we are giving something back. And I think the people that works with us also find that extremely valuable. And of course, there is always better. a letter. But yeah, and, and, and I can give examples. I can, you know, uh, I have a lot of staff both in Philippines and in Africa that mm-hmm. really started to work for us because they saw that they could help their own people. Mm-hmm. And how, how fantastic, isn't that? You know, that's, that's amazing. When people have that kind of mindset, yeah, of course, we still have to pay them. Obviously, if not, we will lose them because, you know, they, they won't stay if they don't get food on the table. Mm-hmm. So, but, but this starting point tells me that we have been, we have been able to do something right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, that's the people that I really want to have. But obviously growing, you know, I, I know it's going to be more and more difficult. But I think there is still a lot of people and... And also just before we started this, we talked about Ukraine. This is the same thing. Look at how many people is going in there and helping, helping. people mm-hmm. purely because they want to do something. They want to contribute to something. Yeah. 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 And help other people. And we do have that as well. No, we are not a charity. We're a commercial company. Mm-hmm. But we are a commercial company that helps that's, that's people good. to take the first step out of the cash society. Mm-hmm. And if you ask United Nations or World Bank, that is also the first step out of the poverty. So that's, yeah. I think it's definitely what so. people look for, isn't it? They look for the challenge in the job. They look for the ability to grow, the growth in their uh, industry, but also it's the ability to do something worthwhile a lot of the time. They want to do something that can give back um, and change yeah. people's lives, I, I find. So I think it's one of the biggest things that fulfill 
for people more than just money you, uh, you know more than just uh, working for the job to move up the ladder so yeah amazing um but you know that very quickly on that one there is nothing wrong making money now the the consequence of what we are doing is the key so if what we are doing is working the consequence of that will lead to us making money there's nothing wrong in that now any charity is not sustainable in the long run because you constantly need capital from the outside mm -hmm. now what we are doing is actually creating a business so if you work with us obviously you know the more successful we will be the more we can pay that's mm -hmm. definitely yeah. amazing what about so for example, uh, fintechs now, they're growing a lot quicker than banks. It's the process of deploying their stack and because of the regulations which legacy banks have. Uh, how do you see the industry growing over the next couple of years? How do you see it developing? Just checking if I can get you on my ear. I got some, some problem now? on the sound here. Yeah, I can. Sorry. Well, can you repeat the question, please? So. With fintechs growing, or they can grow a lot quicker uh, than banks because of the process of deploying their, their stack, yeah. yeah, because of the regulations that slow them down, you know, legacy banks slowing them down. What and how do you think the industry is going to develop over the next kind of two years? What do you see? Oh, that's a very, very interesting question because, as you know, when we launched this, not only are we a product like Spen and coming in and offering these services? But we are, and I said to you that we are utilizing the blockchain technology, which means what you have seen, what we have done, is actually a stable coin there. So we have digitized mm -hmm. economy. Rwanda was the first country in the world digitizing their own local currency. We did that. Mm -hmm. Now, Take a quick step back to 2008 when when Mpesa came along or this mobile uh, mobile payment solutions came along. The banks were invited, but they were not capable of you know following. Now this is also why I started this because do I believe that what we are doing is or should be under the bank or under regulation or should it be under a telco? I think it definitely it belongs to the bank. And what we also see is that banks is going more and more back to being the provider of loan and focusing on that and all the extra services they are getting from typically uh, tech providers like ourselves. Now, how do I see the market moving forward? I see that we, we already got this massive growth. You mentioned Corona. During the Corona time, luckily, we already were established with our, um, with our um, entities in these markets. We already got our staff in place. So we had a ride from 300,000 customers to 1.1 million users through Corona. Mm -hmm. Now, and this continues. And now us being more and more established and us being able to deliver more and more valuable services to the banks, because don't remember, spend is a tool of the bank. Now, then suddenly we see that we have a tool which is completely bank agnostic, meaning that every person that comes into us, uh, doesn't matter if you are an equity bank or if you are an INM bank or if you are an access bank customer, so you still can use spend. It's very, very easy. So, and in a market where 
e-commerce or online and online business, you know, uh, online shopping is becoming more and more popular. And as said, this is a problem because only 20% has a bank account. How do you pay your goods? And we see that this trend and, and our usage alongside with this, um, it's massive. Um, I don't know how well you know, know us, but we also did an acquisition last year of a company called Kazine. This is literally a, a, a paying or payment terminal in a POS mm-hmm. device. And um, our numbers pretty much has gone through the roof after we did that. It was a very successful acquisition that we did. And this was kind of still during COVID, I guess. Yeah, at the end, well, if we can say now we're coming to Yeah, the this end. was last, last summer. We did, well, we started before last summer, so nearly a year ago. And, and we concluded just after summer. And the tra- transaction was done in November. So it took that time. But then also when you look into what's going to happen in the future, and that brings me into, at least for me, a very, very interesting uh, theme, which is crypto. And mm-hmm. knowing that, knowing that uh, Africa is the continent in the world that is having the highest adoption of, and, and usage of crypto, uh, it's extremely interesting. Although Russia, Russia and Ukraine just recently uh, has surpassed that, obviously. And and if you if you understand how this works, and if you really look into the growth of it, and if you if you look back to the internet and how did internet grow? Internet grew with you know sixty three percent a year, and from nineteen ninety to 2000, um, they grew with 63%. And in 1997, there was 140 million users of, of internet. Mm-hmm. And today, you know the rest of the story. That was the, you know, that was the biggest um, digital uh, change in history. Now, crypto is growing with 113%. They had last year, approximately 150 million users. Now, in other words, we have a tool that is growing twice the speed of how the internet grew. Do we then think it will disappear? No. So what we are seeing, the adoption of crypto is also extremely important to this. And this is also our next thing of what we will provide into the service Letting or, or making sure that people can actually, in a very easy way, hold, sell, and buy and exchange crypto. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if, if you're an expert and want to send money back home because you see that crypto is being used for remittance purpose today. Now, what is key here? The key is to ensure that we know the proof of origin of capital on this side, which we do with the exchange that we have Um, and also it's key to understand the KYC and the AML on the other side or in this case in Africa meaning that if I send money to my cousin living in Rwanda and if I decide to use crypto now the proof of origin the KYC and AML is done on this side and when the money or the crypto arrives in, in Rwanda when he sells it, we already know his KYC. We already have his IAML because that's the core basic that we need to do with all our customers in Spain. Mm-hmm. 
this is super, super interesting and seeing this mm-hmm. grow. And now we can facilitate for the users to go to the store and do tap and pay. And it can even pay with his amount of cryptos. Yep. Now, what's happening in the background here is that the crypto is being sold. So he actually pays with the local currency. So we're facilitating for people to actually still relate to what is important to them. And by such, we are also helping the government to take control. Taking control of the KYC, the AML, mm-hmm. the proof of origin, to avoid you know, the black market to continue to grow, to avoid the economy to end up in the same situation as Zimbabwe did for to start for using it instead ago. of letting it fall out into the wrong hands, you know, it's using it into yes. it. Because today, if you if you if you remit crypto today into the African countries, well, that's fine, but it's banned in the way that you know you can hold it, but there's nowhere you can exchange it into local currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that if you utilize this tool and if you transfer it into the local currency, as long as you have the proof of origin, as long as you have the KYC and AML, suddenly you have solved that problem. Mm-hmm. And as said, the government gets the dollar, which happens in the exchange. You have solved the VAT and, and, and the tax problem because now they are in control of the capital. This is beneficial for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it, and again, it, it lowers the prices for uh, for the people using it. So doing a remittance today can cost you up to twenty percent. Now you can do it at a percent or two. You know that's that's a big big difference. And what I saw is you know user friendliness. You know make it simple to use. So if I send you crypto today, you probably know how to use it. But if I send it to, I would say to my uncle, he wouldn't know how to use it. Of course. But yeah. if I could send it to if I could send it to you in your Venmo account or your um, or or Revolut or, or whatever, and you could go to the store and you can instantly pay with it, what happens in the background is that it's being exchanged. You don't know that, but it happens in the same second. If we can mm-hmm. do that, suddenly we have solved one of the biggest issues in the world within usage of crypto. And that's what we're gonna do. Because when you have a billion people coming in here, what is it that you need to do? You need to facilitate for the services of making the usage more simple. So um, this is what I've so it's seen. Really, and with that, it is, it is that hill up now, isn't it? You've got to that point where yeah. the industry is not going down. And it's just yeah, there is no expand. other way around. There is no mm-hmm. other way around with the speed. And with that, I see a massive, a massive increase in, in volume and, and you know, traction on, on what we do. So it's not only like the, the old traditional bank services, but it's also what we can you know, comply with and 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 what we can add on to this absolutely this ecosystem foreseeing, of, of digital isn't it? payments, foreseeing mm. the future mm. like you did at the beginning, well, not even at the beginning, but continuing, uh, continuing to do it throughout the journey of spin, where the bank's saying, "What are you doing? This seems a bit crazy," but actually, these things are the things that revolutionise everything, and is where we're heading to. Um, you mentioned there, obviously, like, obviously, if you were to give the um, some kind of cryptocurrency to your uncle, maybe he wouldn't know what to do with it. He wouldn't know how to spend it. He wouldn't know what really it is. Should that mean, obviously, should now banks and kind of um, fintech in a, in companies, should they start, should they be educating their customers? customers more on like additional features of uh, benefits of the ways customers can um, manage their finances? 
I think, and I need to be a little bit careful because there's, you know, bank and crypto can be a little bit challenging at the same time, um, as long as you use the, the, the right, um, the right route. I think it's, it, it's kind of a straightforward, but I think that as said, we have come too far that this can be stopped with the speed that we are seeing now. And, you know, and what I have seen is that governments is regulating each and every coin. <laughs> it's completely wrong. You cannot do that. What is it? What is it all about is, is regulating the root of capital into the market as in traditional remittance. That's, that's what you need to do. And I think that banks has a way to go to kind of get around the hurdle. But I think as soon as the bank, and there is banks doing this already, as soon as the bank really, really do understand that they actually have the most valuable assets in terms of this usage of crypto, then I think there will be a game changing because mm -hmm. crypto cannot do credit check. Crypto cannot do collection of capital if you lend it out. Crypto cannot do um, credit scoring, et cetera, et cetera. Banks can. And when the banks really start to working on this, and when central banks do understand that they cannot be the A-coin, you know, the, the cryptocurrency holding value, which is, has proven that it can, Bitcoin, et cetera. When I do understand that I need to be a different layer where it can inflate and deflate, I think that's when it's really, really going to kick up because it would always be like this. I mean, go back in history, uh, go back to, you know, when, when, when they started the central banks, uh, there was also challenges then. There was people fighting against it, you know, and, and they went from paper money to, to you know, the whole rights from mm -hmm. rocks and bricks to, uh, to kind metal, of to paper, like you know stuck in their ways they don't, they don't want to change so much yeah they're kind of they, they need to be adapting to the time like a lot of companies now a lot of the fintech companies are adapting these obviously legacy banks aren't so adaptable or aren't willing to adapt or not able to adapt Well, that is an easy take on it. And, and, and yes, you can say that and you can feel that that is the thing. But at the same time, obviously, a bank has to comply with the regulatory guidance and, and, and rules and stuff. So they cannot just go in one direction and, and, and do as they like. Mm -hmm. That's not how the banking world is working, which is good, which is our insurance uh, for things being you know, handled in a secure way. Then it's our job to kind of help the bank to see the path and to kind of push and talk to the regulators so we can come up with a solution because what I'm talking about here is crypto in a regulated way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know there is a lot of, lot of people believing in the public, uh, public solution and that's fine. But I don't think that we will see a world that will work only in a, a purely a distributed public a solution because the world needs regulation. I mean, 
if you don't believe in regulation and you think that is a good thing, and if you don't think that the infrastructure is important and taxes is important to actually make sure to have this, that well, then you can take take a trip to this part of the world and you will very quickly understand that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Regulation is good. So crypto in a regulated way is, is beautiful. Uh, you can obviously also um, do it um, as it is today. And, 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 and the setup uh, with, for example, Bitcoin is, is good. Um, being public and all, and all, it's fine. But being able to allow people to also use it in a regulated way, as I just explained to you, if I can send Bitcoin to you, and you now can take your whatever app you have, if you have Venmo, if you have Revolut, and you can go to the store and now you can choose to pay with crypto instead of local currency. You don't understand what happens in the background, but you don't do that today anyway. I mean, people doesn't go around, doesn't walk around and thinking of what happens when I use my Visa card, <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> there is a whole chain of things that's happening when you do that. This is exactly the same. You just now want to be able to about- use it. Yeah, so if I can use Bitcoin as a vehicle, as many industries is doing, but as a vehicle for me to actually save money and it makes my life easier and I can pay my bread and butter with it, although in the background, it's it's local currency. If you do that, then you're really, really helping the, the crypto uh, in its involvement. Um, so, that is happening just now. So Ian, last question. For you, because I know we've gone over a little bit on the time. The last question for you on this is actually quite a good way to end. So, do you believe that the big banks will get smart first, or the smart banks will get big? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it not I, that black and white? No, I don't think it's that black and white. I think it's, 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 I work with many different banks. I kind of see them a little bit from the inside and out. I see there is so many resources wanting, want this to, to come to the surface. I think that the bank really do, or many banks at least, really do understand the benefit of using this. Um, a digital world would, you know, would, would save us a lot of money. Uh, we can do, imagine if you're a, you know, a florist shop and you're selling you flowers and immediately when you sell it and if everything is connected digitally, you know, there is no credit risk, there is no credit time, um, dividends uh, and supplier, everyone is paid instantly. It works better. Um, it's more secure. So I, I, I think that most of the banks sees this. So I think that um, I, I I'm not sure uh, how to say that, but um, probably they they need innovative inputs to be able to put themselves into uh, a smart position. Mm-hmm. But it will happen either way around. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, Ian. Very very interesting. Uh, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. It was a pleasure uh, to ho- to have you here to hear all about Spen. Here, how about how you are changing the industry, but not also just changing, but as you say, uniting and your mission to actually give the services to everyone um, that need it. And this will eventually revolutionize the way we live and people's lives. So really nice to hear from you, Uh, uh, Yen. really nice to to be here and just, yeah, 
here how Spen is uh, really making waves in the industry. So, thank you. Let me just. Thank you.